Hey, Benedict. What up, dude? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't handle it. Oh man. Hey, Benedict. How's it hanging, Broski? Are we gonna keep that one? <laughs> Is that what you want? No, I like the first one more. <laughs> so this week we're working on product stuff, and we figured we'd talk about how we think about what features and and things to build. So we we kind of. I don't know. You've read more of Shape Up in it than I have, but is this something that we stole from Shape Up or is this something kind of like just felt good to us? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It feels like something from maybe like Ryan Singer's Twitter, but I don't think it's specifically, I don't know. I would have to go in, back and look again, but I don't, it's Shape Up's it more about inspiring stuff than, than high level, broad organization of things to do. I think maybe is how I would phrase it, but it's definitely ripped off from somewhere, probably. Yeah, it, it probably is not an entirely original. But so the main thing we do, the gist of it is, instead of saying, let's go build X feature or Y feature and having that stuck in our mind, we've started to categorize projects in in the theme of how they're solving something for the user, which when you say it, it sounds so dumb and how simple it is. And it's surely not original, but it's really helped us to make sure we are prioritizing things based on what is actually going to make the product that much better and 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 making sure the things that we build the features themselves actually solve that problem and instead are not something that just sounds good but actually doesn't solve any any real problem yeah it might be more of a kind of jobs to be done perspective that's a good point because this list of stuff is essentially jobs that we're trying to solve or jobs that are not being solved and we're trying to shore up that solution. And I guess in that way, so shape up is Basecamp's uh, book about how they do product development. So basecamp.com slash shape up, I believe. And, and I guess we've just probably learned so much about jobs we've done from them that we maybe categorized it a little bit that way, or I did, but so maybe let's just dive in and kind of list off. We, we've, we realized in all of our early 10 or so customers and all the early conversations we had with dozens more people and demos and everything that there's five or six jobs that the product is not solving either at all or well enough at this time. So this making this list and figuring that out helped us then figure out which ones we need to work on work first. And so we've mentioned in the past few weeks that we're doing comments now. So the first biggest theme of work is around keeping the organization and communication around the work inside arrows. Yeah, it's the first, or if not the first, it's top three bullet points on our website. And so comments themselves, right? So comments is a feature, but the job that we're trying to solve is keeping all of your com uh, communication and organization in one place because that makes it easier to track the progress of the onboarding that you're doing when you don't have to hunt across all these different sources. Yeah. And at the point there is we saw in customer conversations and with existing customers and ones we were demoing to that there'd be a lot of email threads where people would discuss the work or what happened here, or they would submit a file that would complete a task, but nobody would go back and check off the task in arrows. So the person using arrows, our customer would say this task isn't complete. Then they'd go look at their email and see, oh, here's the file. And the whole loop wasn't closed. And so we realized that that like, it just is not delivering on the value that we've promised for arrows. Yep. So that seemed to us the most important 
when you put something in that top three feature list, uh, you better do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and in the business way or strategy kind of thing, people aren't coming to arrows or having to need to come to arrows every day. And, and in some ways that is, they want to, they want to have this thing replace all the disparate sources of information. And so they would like to have it be a place that they came to a few times a week because they knew that that's where everything was. But right now it's not reliably the place where all the files or the comments or the discussion around the work for onboarding or these sort of things that Arrow solves for are not there. So it's actually something that kind of helps both solve their problem, but also helps us be a place that they know to come to more often. Then the second one, we this these aren't really in priority at this point, I don't think, but the second no. one, yeah, this one is uh, what's important is the thing. And the, the question there is people mention on demos often, like, how do I look at this list of items in, on this Arrows action plan and know, like, what's the status or what's important or what do I need to do now? And, and so there's a lot of things in there we need to do. And they can't really be solved by one feature or one design tweak. They, they need a fair bit of consideration and a few kind of things uh, pulled together. Yeah. And I think they're also important to note is that these are not, you know, these are not mutually exclusive ideas or goals working on some of these covers or improves other jobs that we're trying to solve with arrows. Mm-hmm. And I think, and some of them also, like you said, are chipped away at by a bunch of different changes and certain changes on one improvement group work towards other improvement groups. Yeah, that's a good point. Like there are features we could build for one and we know if we tweak them or shape them slightly differently, they would actually solve or encroach on solving other areas in some way. And that gives us a bias towards doing them in that way. And and I think it's just helpful for us to remember that as we keep going. And it, it's been nice to have these written down to make sure we're pointing in the right direction as we build stuff instead of building things that we've seen other tools that look like this build. It's very easy to go copy features or ideas that seem like a good idea, but they don't actually fix any of these things. So then the next feature kind of theme is around the idea of what's going on. And we don't, we need to figure out maybe a better name for this, but the, the big challenge is people come and they have an action plan and they want to share it with other people. And we made it easy. You can just share the link, but we realized we probably need to make it more explicit because people always ask like, can I share this with anybody? So we need to give them a way to actually invite people. And by inviting them, you need to give them visibility into what notifications they're going to have or receive. And then other people on the team probably need to see what notifications people are receiving and when they last viewed the action plan. Yeah, I think a big piece of it is making the activity much more fine grain in terms of what you're able to see. And I think comments does also fit into this a bit where right now the a task is either completed or it's not completed. And that's the main change. And that's the main marker that people have for something going on. But of course, activity is much more frequent and not often as big as marking off a task. Often it's just viewing the plan or writing a comment that you're doing something or inviting another person because they're the person who will handle this task. And so right now it's hard for people to see what is the actual 
activity happening here because the 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 finest grain sense of activity that we have is changing a task status. Yeah, I think that's that's a really great way of putting it. There's a lot of other stuff happening, like you mentioned, like the date could change and how do we communicate that or make that legible to somebody if they don't have a mental model of like what all the actual dates were or how do we show somebody has viewed and looked at this plan so that means they're at least considering it so maybe you don't need to go email them and, and nag them yet. What are the the actions people take based on that second order data and we can expose more of that so they can make those decisions on their own. I think at this point, I'd probably jump to the sixth one, which is make sure people use it. Like make sure people use arrows mm. because this is one of the themes. This is oh. also maybe important to phrase it as make sure they're not using it for the sake of using arrows, but make sure that it is the place where the onboarding is actually happening. It's and the and it's also the place where it naturally happens. It's easier to notify someone that you did something with arrows than it is to write them an email telling them that you did it. Yeah, or knowing that you're yeah, jumping ahead of them asking you, did we do this? I think that's a great way of rephrasing it. And, and yeah, like making it easy, so easy to use arrows that it just becomes the default thing that everybody's happy to use. And we touched on the only way a task can be edited right now or changed is by changing the status. And right now it's a hard thing to do. You have to open up the action plan. You probably got an email notification about it being overdue. It means you have to load the page. You have to go find it in the order. And there's just a lot of like kind of effort that goes into that. And we can find ways to make that easier and bring the the status or the work to where people already are. Right. Whether that's with quick links within emails. So rather than needing to go to the action plan and log in and do all this stuff off of a link in an email for an overdue task. You can click one button in an email and that link marks it done in one click. And so that then makes it one step rather than four. Yeah. So that's like kind of the customer facing half of things, the things that are on the action plan. And then we have stuff that gets into more of the, I don't know, not admin, but kind of the, the manager. Customer. Yeah, manager view, the customer success manager internal view. So the next theme is around customer information. And and this gets into really there's there's a lot of other information about the customers themselves, not just their plan that people would like to have more visibility into inside arrows. Yeah, a lot of this is people take notes on accounts and there's things that are useful to remember when you have a lot of accounts going at once and just having a place to store all that stuff. Right now, a lot of people are storing that within their CRM a lot of times, but sometimes there's success specific uh, information that is better served being stored in a customer success tool because a lot of the information being stored in the CRM is often sales centric because that's where the CRM first came into play. Yeah, absolutely. And then we also, this gets into another thing, which is allowing people to create multiple plans for each customer. Right now you can create multiple customers and give each customer the same name or whatever you want to do this. And it's a hack, but we knew someday people would want this, but we never exposed it in the UI. So now we just have to actually give them that option and, and do the work that enables it. But 
people keep asking us, oh, can I send them another plan in a few months or have two going simultaneously, one for the IT person and one for the the marketing lead who bought the product. And and it's really, it's a good sign that people want to use use it more, but we need to actually enable that. And then by giving them multiple action plans, it means we have to make the customer, the internal customer page, expose what's going on with the, across each action plan. And that'd be alongside the notes that Ben Hector was talking about. Yeah. So becoming a home for that information and that life cycle stuff. Absolutely. And then the last one, which we, with some of these, we might need to tackle sooner than, than we'll actually get to the rest of this, but really it's just internal visibility across what's going on across all of your customers. So the big thing we have, we don't actually, you can't archive or mark a full action plan as complete. Right now, it's just something we always put off. Oh, we'll get to that when people start completing them. And now people are completing them and we still have a built, so we need to go do that. The other stuff is really just how do we expose a little bit more detail about the action plans that are actually in flight? Like what's the next task for all of your action plans, whether it's the customer's task or your task? How do we give you more visibility internally to the work that actually needs to happen without having to open up each plan? Right. There's the information that we you can assume that people need, and then there's the information that people are actually looking for when they open up arrows every day and look, what do I need to do today? And surfacing that information and making that easier is a big thing that'll elevate it beyond further, much further beyond what a spreadsheet can do or some other tool that people are using for the onboarding process right now. Yeah, absolutely. And then stats basically gets into the the last little bit, right? How do we, we don't, there's right. There's the visibility both into things that have happened in the past archiving things that are, what do I need to do today? Seeing the next task and then stats visibility in terms of how is the process going overall the meta visibility into the entire process. Yeah. And that would potentially even start feeding itself back into changing your templates or your plans. Like a lot of people are getting stuck on this item or they're, they're often overdue on this item. How do we expose that to you? Cause that's data we could have. And, and that would be, I think really powerful, but that's the sort of like future exciting thinking sort of part of it. In the near term, we really just need to give you some basic idea of how many customers you have, how long does it take them to complete everything, et cetera. And just answer those like first questions people have. So yeah, that's really the work we're hoping to get done in the next few months. We're working on comments now, as we've mentioned, we're hoping to wrap that work up this week. We're getting pretty close. The work we did there ended up taking us longer, but it ended up meaning we had to touch a lot of systems that we hadn't really, really touched on or considered how they would enable future products or features. So now that we've done a lot of that work, it seems like some of these other things we talked about should be a little bit easier. Yeah, it laid the groundwork a bit for future stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty exciting. And hopefully everything that we get into, now that we have a high level view of what we want to do going forward, we can do the same thing with other features. Like how do we build this in a way that enables the next thing too? Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's pretty good. Well, cool. Let's um, Let's go back to coding then. Cool. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.